Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today I want to talk about a term that I use rather regularly that sometimes gets misunderstood, misrepresented, misconstrued, whichever, whatever. Sometimes it's probably unintentional. Sometimes it's probably very intentional. I know it comes as a shock to you that sometimes people would deliberately try to mislead other people. Yeah, I, shocking to me as well. I, I I was stunned the first time I ever heard that people did that. But um, the, the term I like to use is 2023 and beyond. 2023 and beyond, 2023 and beyond, 2023 and beyond. And when I use the term 2023 and beyond, it's it's an entirety. It's not really supposed to be ripped apart and analyzed from 14 different sides. It's 2023 and beyond. For instance, Jed Hoyer has a five-year contract. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. He was signed in late 2020. So his first full year is 2021. His second full year is 2022. His third full year is 2023. His fourth full year is 2024. And his fifth full year, if he completes it, would be 2025. Now, if you have a five-year contract and your boss knows that it might take you a while, to get up and running to exactly the point that you want. Yeah, there's some things I got to work on. There's this got to get taken care of. This has got to get worked on. I got to take care of the finances on this other thing over here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When a person has a five-year contract, as long as they don't do something absolutely, totally stupid the first year, they're probably fine. Second year, same. The goal is in the third year, in the fourth year, to be showing improvement over the first year and the second year. That's not a Cubs thing. That's not a um, Jed Hoyer thing. It's not a Tom Ricketts thing. If you have a five-year contract, whatever whatever the premise, if you have a five-year contract, when you get to the third year and the fourth year, you want to say, hey, see, I'm doing really well now. That's where we were back then. You know, we we were down to like, whatever. But now we're way up here. We're doing a lot better. And the owner would, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're making a valid point. Things look better now than they did before. That's the goal. Jed Hoyer did not want to lose in 2021. He tried to put together a team. He knew that, uh, it was going to take some good fortune for the Cubs to strongly compete for the division. And for a while they did. Then a couple injuries and Milwaukee Brewers got hot and the wheels fell off the truck. And the first year, well, right now it's not going so well. 
But the goal when you have a five-year contract is not to do really well in the first year, kind of well in the second year, really not so good in the third year, and just keep tailing off. That's not the goal with a five-year contract. What you want to do is, if you're going to have mistakes made, if there are going to be things that, wow, that wasn't how I wanted that to work out. You want those things to happen in the first year. First year or the second year. And the moves that Jed Hoyer has made really have looked like I'm kind of planning for the second and third, uh, for the third, fourth, and fifth years. So it's not specifically the third year is the important thing. So when people, for instance, why, why I refer to the 2023 and beyond, 2023 and beyond, 2023 and beyond. Talk about Christian Hernandez. Somebody says, what, do you think Christian Hernandez is going to be playing for the Major League team in 2023? Because if he's not, then 2023 and beyond is what 2023 and beyond is exactly that. 2023 and beyond. 2023 is more important to Jed Hoyer than 2021. 2023 is more important to Jed Hoyer than 2022. 2024 is more important to Jed Hoyer than 2021. 2024 is more important to Jed Hoyer than 2022. 2025 is of immense importance as opposed to 2021 or 2022. 2023 and beyond is exactly that. 2023 and beyond, on down the line. Does that mean that I'm making any cosmic assessment on Brennan Davis or Jordan Wicks or Christian Hernandez or Ed Howard? No, not a bit. The goal for Jed Hoyer is to have enough prospects built up this season, next season, so that as 2023 rolls around, as 2023 rolls around, it starts to look a whole lot like, hmm, okay, uh, 2023 starts to look a whole lot like late 2014. I don't know if you remember 20, late 2014 with the Cubs. 2020, 2013 had been an embarrassment. 2020, 2012 had been an embarrassment. 2014 was starting out terrible. They had a game against the Rockies where they were celebrating Wrigley Field. And they had a big lead and the bullpen blew it. And, oh, man, this is never going to work. This is never... Then, 2014... Toward the end of the season, they called up Kyle Hendricks. They called up Javier Baez. They called up Jorge Soler. Now, they weren't a good team yet. Don't get me wrong. The Cubs were not a good team late in 2014. Don't even mistake what I'm saying for that. But you could start to see, oh, these guys might be around for a while. These guys could possibly 
start to set something up for the future. So then you had Kyle Hendricks, you had Javier Baez, you had Jorge Soler. And at the same time, the Cubs had a whole lot of money to spend. Because they hadn't been spending any recently. So they were able to go out and get other players. John Lester, John Lackey, Jason Hayward. And when they also added Chris Bryant, Addison Russell, Wilson Contreras, Kyle Schwarber, they had a whole lot of really good, really young players. Some of them developed, some of them didn't. But the entire idea with Theo Epstein was that 2012, 2013, and 2014 were less important than 2015, 2016, and 2017. When I said that, oh my goodness, you have no idea how pissed off people got. How can you say that? Every year is sacred. I said, no, it's not. Every year is not sacred. 2012. 2013 and 2014 are of less importance to the executives than 2015, 2016, and 2017. No, they're not. All the years... No, they're... Well, <laughs> which was more important? 2015, 2016, 2017, or 2012, 2013, 2014? I saw that coming from, what, five years away? Six years away? When I talk about 2023 and beyond, when I talk about 2023 and beyond, I'm not specifying everything has to be totally finished, ironed out, and perfect by the first day of spring training in 2023. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 2023 will be more important to the executives than 2021 is. 2024 will be more important than 2021 is. 2025 will be very much more important than 2021. So as you're looking at names like Jordan Wicks, or you're hearing names like Christian Hernandez or Ed Howard or Bryce Ball, when I talk about Bryce Ball being of more importance in 2023 and beyond than Jack Peterson, what value is Jack Peterson going to be for the Cubs as of himself in 2025? Not, nothing. He might still be in the league. Heck, he might have come back to the Cubs. He might even sign next year. You know, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't object to it. Have nothing against him. Bryce Ball. Am I saying he is definitely going to be a major league superstar? No. But if it gets to the point where Bryce Ball has a decent enough year this year, a decent enough year next year, and it gets to be 2023, and the Cubs are a little bit ahead of schedule, they trade Bryce Ball to someone else to get a reliever to get him over the hump, to get him a starter to get him over the hump. Bryce Ball has helped. Jack Peterson. How is Jack Peterson going? He's not going to be playing for the Cubs in 2025, most likely. The goal with a developmental pipeline 
is to locate as many players as possible who might be useful on into the future. Is that picking a specific year? No. Is that saying Jordan Wicks is definitely going to be a stalwart in the Cubs rotation in 2023 because I said 2023 and beyond? No, of course not. Jordan Wicks is going to develop how he develops. The Cubs want to have as many players as possible lining up to be able to help them on into the future. And that is what is meant by 2023 and beyond. 2021, if the Cubs finish in fourth place, so it goes. If the Cubs finish in third place, so it goes. If the Cubs have the ninth draft pick next July, so it goes. If they have the 17th draft pick next July, so it goes. What happens the rest of 2021 from a historical perspective will be incidental. Just doesn't matter. What matters for 2023 and beyond. How is James Triantos going to develop as an infielder in the Cubs pipeline? To me, that's kind of important. Might not be to you. Christian Franklin, fourth rounder out of Arkansas. How's he going to play out? Oh. Uh, maybe he'll be good. But Christian Franklin has a better chance of being useful for the Cubs in, I'm going to say it again, 2023 and beyond than Jack Peterson does. Jack Peterson was a rental acquired to hopefully guide the Cubs to help guide the Cubs to a division title. But if not, get traded. Why is that? Because 2021 and 2022 are not as important. I'm going to say it again. It's 2023 and beyond. And why do I say that with such confidence? Because when the Cubs traded you Darvish, it was principally for players who were going to be of value in, I'm going to say it again, 2023 and beyond. Does that mean that Reggie Preciado is going to be batting third for the Cubs in 2020? No, of course it doesn't mean that necessarily. He's going to develop as he develops. And he will probably be of more value in 2024 for the Chicago Cubs than Jack Peterson would be. If not, well, that's unfortunate because the Cubs were kind of hoping he'd be okay. Um, 2023 and beyond is not specifically 2023. 2023 and beyond is 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027. How much further do you want me to go? If the Cubs draft well and develop well over the next 5, 10, 30, 70 years, they'll be fine. If they don't, they'll be screwed for that reason. And one of the ways to develop well is when you have a rental piece that you can trade in July, knowing fully well that that piece that you're going to trade in July wasn't going to be around with the team next year anyway, you make the trade. 2023 and beyond, 
It's kind of like all one word. 2023 and beyond. It's not saying that I know what exactly specifically will happen on which day in the future. I have no idea. I suck at that shit. 2023 and beyond is about acquiring enough talent, developing enough talent, having enough coaches, having enough scouts, having enough developmental personnel, having enough weight benches in the weight room in Mesa and selling off tickets in Wrigley so that when the team is competitive, they can bring in the proper free agents. All that stuff matters in the fashion that it does. And from the Cubs' perspective right now, and more importantly, from Jed Hoyer's perspective right now, 2021 and 2022, if the Cubs end up with 60, 68 victories in this season, so it goes. They have 74, so it goes. It's not they're going to try to lose games on the day of the game. That if the Cubs get a good enough offer for any of their players and the offer for Jack Peterson of Bryce Ball was a second round draft pick value. Compliment, uh, supplementary first round or early, early, early second round value. That's what a 45 is. Uh, a 40 plus, 40 plus is. 45 is the first round pick. Mid to late first round pick. 40 plus is a complimentary, a supplementary first rounder or an early second rounder. A 40 is a second round well into the third round. Bryce Ball is a 40. Bryce Ball is better than when people say, oh man, all the Cubs got was the guy who hits 206. No, they got a little bit more than that. Um... <laughs> it's really funny. Oh man, the Cubs only got a guy who's hitting 206. Yeah, and they traded a guy who's hitting 230. What what's the difference? I I heard people early in the season saying they wanted to designate for assignment Jack Peterson. Well, the Cubs got a 40 plus prospect out of him. Seems like they did okay hanging on to him. 2023 and beyond is about 2023, 2024, and 2025 being more important than 2021 and 2022. And that infuriates people. It pisses people off. But guess what? I'm, I'm sticking by it. Because from an executive perspective, it is a lot more important for the Cubs, for Jed Hoyer, for the entire pipeline, for the team to be better in 2023. 2024 and 2025 than they are right now. So when I use the term 2023 and beyond, I'm going to try to squish it into one word. 2023 and beyond. What's basically saying is 2021 and 2022 are to be endured. And if things go properly, 2023, 2024, 2025 can be the onset of a new solid age with the Cubs. And if they keep developing and don't trade the wrong players in the process, perhaps this one might last a little bit longer than the one that is closing up now did.
thanks for stopping by. I hope you understand the term a little bit better now. And if you understood the term to start with, thanks for putting up with listening to me. Um, be safe. Be nice to people. Have a nice day. And who knows, there might be a flat news flash at some point today. Have a great day.